Welcome to the Scale Up Valley podcast, where we bring the best of the best to help you scale your business from 1 million to 1 trillion. Today's guest is Genia Garvendo, Managing Director at Telefonica Ventures. Genia, welcome to the show. Hi, Mike. Thank you very much uh, for inviting me to be here. It's really a pleasure. Likewise. Great to, to have you on the show. And it would be great to get to know more about you and, and the amazing uh, work that you've been doing. So for the ones who are listening to you for the first time, who is Genia? So I am Brazilian. I was born and raised in Brazil. Uh, I have an engineer background, but uh, after working some years in Brazil, I went to the US to get my MBA. And after that, I came to Spain to work for two years. And more than 20 years have gone by. <laughs> uh, my background, uh, I started my career in management consulting in companies like McKinsey and BCG. Uh, have worked in a startup during the dot-com dot boom of the 2000s. And it was quite a real uh, life hands-on experience. And oh, I joined Telefonica many years ago. And in Telefonica, I've been having, I've had a lot of different roles. I started in strategy, but I've done marketing. I had the chance to launch um, a startup, a new business inside Telefonica, the advertising business. And in the last five years, I've been working with startups. First, uh, managing our office in Silicon Valley. I spent uh, some time in California looking for innovation for Telefonica. And for the last almost three years, I've been responsible for Telefonica Ventures. That's awesome. And could you give us a, a little bit more of flavor to what Telefonica Ventures does? Telefonica Ventures is the CVC arm of Telefonica. We invest in companies that we want to build this very strategic relationship. We say that we invest our um, aim, our mantra is that we invest uh, in companies that will help us solve the big challenges that our industry is facing. And it's going to help us uh, build new business using cutting edge technology. And right. to make this mantra reality, we invest minority stakes in direct investments in startups startups that we want to work with in Telefonica mm -hmm. and we want to help them grow and scale to the point that they can um, be self-sustainable. We also invest in funds as limited partners because they help us, they improve our site. They help us get a more a complete view of the key ecosystems where we are looking at. Um, today, we have a portfolio of 11 funds where we are investor oh. LPs plus 20 some uh, startups direct investments. Got it. That's really impressive the amount of, of funds that you are investing in uh, and the contribution for the growth of the ecosystem uh, worldwide. Uh, we always discuss on the show three critical ingredients to scale a uh, business. Uh, number one, radical focus. Number two, world-class leadership. And number three, uh, an execution operating system. And we like to have a view from, from different perspectives, like from an operator, also in your case, from a, an investor perspective, uh, from an ecosystem builder perspective, et cetera, et cetera. So 
we are all aware that your perspective now will come from uh, an investor perspective, not from a, an operator uh, perspective, but I think it's also very important and you are able to see patterns across the multiple companies uh, that you are able to, to work with. So starting with the radical focus, um, it's very counterintuitive, but as we scale, we need to go to double down on what works instead of reinventing the wheel. And it's very, very important to have a very strong thesis for any scale up in terms of what are the geographies that will be attacking, what are the industries or, or the verticals, uh, and also the kind of the size of the company that we'll be working with. Uh, is it small business, is it mid-market, is it enterprise? Because it, it will really make a very different business if, you, if we select certain um, strategic axes in comparison to other uh, options or strategic options. So how important is focus for you and uh, how much do you value, do you value focus on, on your uh, activity as an investor? Well, for us, focus is key. When we look at startups, uh, we are looking for companies that we can work with and that can help us complete our portfolio of uh, products and services, things that we can offer to our customers or can help solve specific problems inside Telefonica. So, uh, you know, if you're going for looking for such a specific things, you have to have focus and the ones, you know, if you talk to the traditional vendors in the in any of the network cyber or cloud industry they say that they can offer you the solutions but the advantage that a startup has is exactly this if they are focused in one specific product they can probably offer you a much better product okay. and a um, different product no with better chances of being differential and winning market share so when we look at startups it's uh, it's key, you know, that they focus. If I wanna, uh, if I wanna provide um, some, uh, somebody that offers you a whole range of products, you know, we just go through the traditional vendors. For us as investors, making this focus exercise has been very interesting. We at the beginning we were looking at all types of startups, you know, from AI. We were using all the buzzwords in the industry, but in the last years we've made. Um, an effort to focus on key areas for telephonic where we think that startups can add value. And they are networks with the virtualization of the networks, mm -hmm. cybersecurity, cloud, and IoT big data. So I think it helped us to be better investors and help add more value to the startups that we invest in as well. Definitely, and it really helps to to get to know and even to, to look at those verticals in a global way, right? Because the amount of companies that are available on those verticals, it's much more limited. So you get to know all the options available and what, all the players in, in those verticals and to be tracking uh, everything that is going on uh, in terms of innovation across uh, those verticals. Absolutely true. The industries that I've mentioned, they are global. It's a global game. It's not a local. Exactly. Some startups can have an advantage by entering one geography and focusing on that. You know, it's like we say in Spanish, no, you are eating the soup from the borders, no? Because. Instead of going, you know, <laughs> to crash with the big company, we start attacking them from 
you know, one product, one corner, one market, and increases the chances of success, for sure. Absolutely. And I think that's one of the questions that uh, always comes from, from, um, from a scale-up is um, having the traditional VCs or uh, a corporate venture capital investing uh, in themselves. So what, what are some of the advantages of working with, uh, with corporates? Um, like I said, no, we only we are minority investor and strategic yeah. investors. We only invest uh, with financial investors, and I think we bring different things to the startups. A financial investor brings a lot of discipline with the governance of the company, especially not only uh, managing but like following the metrics, managing the day to day, and we as a corporate we can add. Uh, you know, uh, business opportunities to start with, mm -hmm. but we can also help them in with the technical part and with the product roadmap and how to evolve and how we see, because we have specialists in all these areas. You know, right. and we, as we said, we are investing to help build uh, strategic partners. And of course, you know, working with the company can bring a lot of business opportunities to a startup if it's the companies at the right stage. You know, uh, an early stage company that doesn't have a product market feed, it's going to probably hard because we are, corporates are not usually good at this phase. But if you already have a product and you want to scale up, we are selling machines, you know, we can help these companies scale up and bring them, you know, to, to different markets, to different type of customers. And when it works well, it's a win-win for both. Absolutely, it's it's really a great channel for for scaling up. It's it takes uh, decades to build that ecosystem and to build those distribution channels and those communities across the world. And that's a great opportunity for for scale ups to have a platform to to scale up and at the same time for the corporates to to get, as you were saying, a team that is focused on solving a very specific problem developing a very specific technology and making the best solution available to to the to the customer base of the, of the corporate right so it's really a, a win-win and we can be a good customer too you know so exactly <laughs> not bad to have telephonic as a customer exactly exactly it's really important so moving into, into the number two ingredients, the world-class leadership, this is a classic, right? So having the, the right people on the right seats for each stage of growth and really understanding that scaling from five to 10 or 10 to 20 million or 20 to 50 million, that's different games that require different skills. And so what do you think about the importance of, of a team uh, in terms of scaling up uh, a business? Well, it's key, you know, nobody, no, nobody can disagree with that. No, exactly. sometimes, you know, in an early stage, if the key is to find something different, you know, and have this technical warhol, you know, the more you grow, more building processes and uh, following the metrics become even more important. And I think, because the ecosystem here in Europe is a little, uh, you know, started to develop later than Silicon Valley. I think this is where maybe we are still in a disadvantage because in 
you go to Silicon Valley, there are a lot of people with experience in scaling up, you know, and working and growing companies from different stages and taking them to the next stage. And, you know, there are product managers, there are marketing managers and for different stages. Right. And here in Europe, we still, I think we are starting to see now this second generation of professionals, you know, people who have been in a startup and they are going to their second one. And this is going to help us be a stronger uh, ecosystem for all, you know, but absolutely key. Also because of the number of scale-ups really available in, in some of the European ecosystems, right? So it's it makes it more difficult for executives to specialize on moving a company from 1 to 10 or 10 to 20 or 20 to 50 or 50 to 100 pre-IPO um, because the amount of companies that are on those stages is still very limited. And we know how difficult it is to, to see a scale-up going through the 10 million uh, ARR still. And I think that sometimes we even not value the amazing uh, progress or the amazing track record that some of those companies uh, have. But a lot of them also face a growth ceiling uh, at those stages and they are not able then to go to the 20 or to the, to the 50. Uh, uh, and that's the difference, you know, you can think in theory, you know, of what, uh, how the management team should look, you know, and who, which skills they would have, they should have and who could be a good fit. But if you go to Silicon Valley, you have a lot of people who had already done it exactly. you know, and have this experience. <laughs> so it's, uh, I think that's something that it's gonna, uh, it's changing, you know, because we have more and more companies like this in Europe. So uh, it's gonna be, it's gonna, can become exactly. an advantage to us in the next couple of years. Yeah, definitely, I, I see the specialization uh, moving forward. Uh, across first tier and, and second tier cities across Europe. And that's really exciting to see what the upcoming generations of tech leaders will be able to, to do. And it's good to see the progress as well. So moving into number three, um, this execution operating system. So it's, it's really important to have the systems in place to, um, to assure execution if we have the focus that we discussed before and the right team in place to, to be able to, to drive that vision forward. But then it's also important to have that operating system to, to scale up a company. So I will not talk too much about OKRs or rituals because this would be much more an operating operator uh, experience. But from your perspective, what would be critical metrics to, to track from a scale up perspective? Well, and the first one and undoubtable one is the recurrent revenues. You know, there is no <laughs> way to, especially because I'm talking, about, we are more focused on B2B companies. No, right. we are not. We are looking at this, this stage. If you are more on the B2C, you can still focus on users and in matters of engagement, no? And right. the typical matters of engagement. But on B2B, there is no way of getting out of the, the recurrent revenues, the number of customers, what is your pipeline looking at, and the churn. You know, if they are, uh, they are keep, they, they've been keeping it with you or not. And also the upselling, you know, if you're being able to, to apply the land and spend strategy that usually most B2B companies 
uh, follow. Absolutely. It's always the ARR growth plus the net revenue retention or how much you are able to expand across your customer base, right? So it's the exactly. kind of, we always discuss on the show that it's really important from series A to series B and from series B to series C to really keep building that revenue machine that is repeatable, profitable and, and scalable. And that revenue machine is created by a retention engine, uh, which would be much more the NRR or what you're talking about, the contraction, the expansion, the churn, and, uh, and the acquisition engine, which is much more the capacity to attract new customers and to pipeline, yeah. and pipeline et cetera, et cetera. So it's, it's, yeah. I think that's for the ones who are listening as it really helps to, to think about those two engines to build a machine. Yeah, and I think on the profit to comments, my God, on the profitability, I think we are forgiven on that one. We can yeah. still assume that these companies can burn a lot of cash, cash. if they are growing. We prioritize growth at this stage from compared to profitability. And the second one, I think on during COVID, I think one of the challenges that most of our B2B companies that we talked to, they faced was on building this pipeline because all the traditional, you know, ways of getting companies going to conferences, you know, seeing people, we have, none of that was in place. So during COVID, companies who were able to build this pipeline digitally and remotely, we saw that they were able to get out of the, to raise the wave, you no, know, take advantage of the, of the crisis instead of suffering with it exactly exactly being a little bit more creative and finding out an opportunity uh, within the threat <laughs> exactly exactly like for us as a strategic investor the way we measure if a company is um, is working for us as a corporate strategic investor we usually track you know clients that we are being offered to are being able to include as a startup product in their offer we measure if we are using it internally as well, but we also value, you know, the numbers of pilots and POCs that we are able to do with this company because sometimes these innovative solutions, they are door openers into a customer, a potential new customer. And we finally measure how many of the solutions we are being able to integrate in our more standard offer. You know, those are the metrics as a CVC that we measure for the scales ups if they are scaling up with us. <laughs> Absolutely, that's that's really a great uh, a great point. So, sometimes there is a fear across the the scale up community about being able to to do too much tailor made solutions for corporates and and make their products a little bit of Frankenstein. So do you have any tips about how to balance um, the focus of the scale-up with the focus of, of the corporates and finding a, a good balance in terms of um, customization to, to specific uh, enterprise customers? As I said, we, we usually focus on companies that already have product market fit. So this customization is less, less necessary. Of course, if you want to gain, you know, acquire a big customer and build a great partnership, um, you know, sometimes there is some customization that is required. But um, I think you have to be very careful and 
make sure that there are tangible solutions, you know, mm -hmm. and tangible, tangible offers in the pipeline that really require this customization. No, you don't want to be just doing things for fun. No. Exactly. So it requires a lot of discipline, no, to avoid this type of uh, trap. Absolutely. Kenya, yeah, great. We are coming to, to the end of the show. And uh, I, would like you, I would like to ask you if you would have the opportunity to have a coffee with yourself uh, at the beginning of your career at uh, Telefonica, uh, what advice would you offer to your younger Kenya? <laughs> that, that's a tough one. Huh? I'm going <laughs> to tell you what comes up to first pops to my head. It's um, manage your ambition, you know? It's really good to be ambitious and to really do and go and do great things, but success, both for companies and for individuals, it's a mixture of things. It's just not, it's not a fixed recipe, it's just like go do, get results, and then you are done. You have to uh, take care of your relationships, build relationships, because there are a lot of uh, intangible things and things that you cannot explain that play an important role uh, in success. So that's what I would have said to you, manage your ambition, you know, to make sure that you get the results, but that you are building all these other conditions around you that will allow you to be successful. Love it, great, great point on balancing results and, and relationships for, for the long-term. Genia, thank you so much for making the time to, to join us and for sharing your experience. It was really a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you, Mike. My pleasure. And to our community, we keep bringing you the best of the best. So this is Genia Gavendo, Managing Director at Telefonica Ventures. So we keep here bringing you the best and see you soon and keep scaling. <laughs>